episode number 211 of the Turin Giants podcast. Welcome back, everybody. And if you're new, welcome. My name is Farhad. I'm the host that loves you most. I'm joined here by my friends, much more educated and more polished friends. We've got Dash, Dave, Sam, Kevin straight from Turin, and Luca. Welcome, boys. Hey, welcome. Humble as ever. Everyone's here. Yeah, we're, I love I'm just here so I, I, love, I, love, I love when everyone's on board. Of course, we're missing a couple of people, uh, but this was shall do. This is going to be. I think this is going to be a long episode, right? Well, the, just the crew has grown for sure. It's hard to get everyone on at once. And plus, it's like you know, we're chatting, it's, you know, having fun. Um, boys, like I mentioned, episode number two eleven. This episode will be available on audio platforms everywhere and of course youtube um please subscribe dash dave lucas everyone's involved and they're doing an amazing job our uh youtube page i always make make sure that we mention the hard work that the boys are doing and the twitch and uh clips and and new content coming out we're going to be doing much more stuff than just pre-games post games post games and um watch alongs there's there's by next year, we're, we will be we'll be running shit, right? I mean, oh yeah, oh yeah, we'll be we'll be wiping the floor with all of them. Turn giants where it's at. Don't worry about the other guys. We got it all here. Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds good. Of course, uh, especially Alexander Kevin. Let's, let's, Bell, give the, let's give the shout out to Kevin too. The guy, the the man in the stadium. Del Piero. Yeah, man. We're gonna we're I gonna have a whole segment. Is. We're gonna hold, we're gonna have a whole segment dedicated to. Kevin and his adventures. I don't know what he's running from, but you know he's shacked up over there in Italy. We're gonna we're gonna find out what he's running from, and if we need to alert the authorities. Um, we got a we got a big. Let me switch here to my notes. We have a big episode, guys. So let's get to it. We have failed to mention that this is International Women's Month. Shout outs to all our lady Juventinas. We love you guys. Uh, all women are great, but women who support Juventus are even better. Um, yeah, we have many of them listening to us. Shout outs to all the ladies, and we've had we've had ladies in our audience for years and years. So must be doing something right if we're attracting the beautiful sex. So it was uh, March eighth. What was International Women's Day? But this whole month is dedicated to you ladies, and we would like to hear from you guys. Uh, of course, we have our regular ladies listening, but I would love to hear from more of you. Uh, before we get into it, we're going we're gonna to ask Kevin a couple of questions. But before that, I wanted to, sh- uh, to share something. Uh, this was hilarious because m- my son, he just turned seven. And I'm thinking, you know, gift for a seven-year-old. Don't know. Literally three days before his birthday, just perfect enough to have Amazon send me the item. We go to our um, to our friend's house where he has FIFA 23. My boy is excited. He's he's loving it. He's playing with Juve and scoring goals and Di Maria celebrations and everything. So I buy him this, you know, buy him this game, make a video about it. He's throwing it in the air. He's happy about it. And then we start playing it. This whole time, I've never owned a FIFA game, right? I mean, I don't know, maybe in the 1998 or something. We had that uh, Blur song. Woohoo! Yeah, the song, too, that was World Cup 
2004, I believe. No, that was the 90s. No way. Uh, I'd have to look it up, but yeah, it's early 2000s. Yeah, somebody look it up. But anyway, in in any case, I've never owned it, you know, since I was a kid. So I had no clue. It's such crap. This whole time, I thought this was a gold standard. And, you know, I remember Giovanni mentioning to me that uh, Evolution or PES or something like that, the other name of the game, I'm not a big gamer, I apologize, that uh, the gameplay is much better. Pro Evolution Soccer. Now there it's eFootball, right? eFootball, yeah. yeah. For, for, sorry, so your beef is that FIFA sucks? Is that what you're saying? It's terrible. It's a it, terrible it's, game. That, it's not. It's fun. It's not great. In what sense? In what sense, Farhad? It's just the, it's it's Do you, you know th- the 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 movements are so not natural. Am I the only one? No, no I it's not. Like as far game. as gameplay, it's, it's, it's still as far as gameplay. It might as well be a game from like ten years viewers. ago, right? <laughs> it, it's uh, it's meant to be more digestible for the masses right so if you're looking for a more simulator type experience you go for pro evolution soccer and you're like one of the 10 people that play that game i've played it i have enjoyed it uh but if you just want to sit down kick back relax and have fun fifa fifa is pop music 90 percent of the people love it yep so is, yeah, is, I mean, that's is why my pez kids like love it. is pez like how is the gameplay different? Is it like, uh, you it's know, more, ta- is it like taking the condom off kind of like, like you have more? <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm trying to, it doesn't, what did doesn't, you say? It's more raw, right? Yeah. You know, is that, is that what it is? Like if you ever played football manager on iPhone versus on like a desktop or a computer, it's, it's night and day on the iPhone. They, 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 they water it down. You don't have as many controls. Is it like the same thing? You have. You, I think you Luca. To, I think like through runs and shit. Like, are, so like. I think Lucas. Lucas looks like he has a gigantic. Um, oh God, that sounded well, wrong. He I, I sounds just like he, he looks like he has a huge chair and a, and the whole gaming setup, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, he's uh, just got the extra large chair for when he yeah. turns into a a gamer, like a, a full time gamer, <laughs> well, and gets to, just, uh, sponsored by Doritos or Mountain Dew. I just <laughs> I was, made the switch. I made the switch to FIFA Manager, but I didn't make it till it came out on console, so I got it on on Switch, and it's it's pretty good. What's FIFA, FIFA Manager? Manager I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I just, I, cause that's I, like the. I won't pretend to be a nerd who knows these things. That that's like no condom Viagra. Um, no condom Viagra. So, so you got no condom. It, you you popped a Viagra, and you're you're really going to town. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a complete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry to break it to you guys. We're, we're right. sponsored by Cialis, it... not not Viagra. Okay. And we lost all the ladies that we had. We gotta oh, get them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, Cialis sponsors like NBC and stuff. They sponsor CNN. We gotta get like Blue Chew. We gotta get like the Gen Z version of it. That's who they. That's who <laughs> you know they get on podcasts and stuff. That's where the space for them. Was it called like a Roman? Right, so yeah, no, sorry. So Lucas, is it made by EA? Because I've never heard of it. No, no, no. Football managers is is more of a simulation. No, no. I know football you manager. Like you called it FIFA yeah. manager. Is that? Or did you misspeak? Yeah, I did. Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> um, okay. I'm sorry. I'm right, sorry. Right, yeah, right. football manager. Yep. No, but um, yeah. I I just couldn't stand FIFA anymore. It was just getting to the point where it was too arcadey, and I wanted something more realistic. Um, but I didn't. I didn't want to play on my computer. Like I already do way too much stuff here. But once I saw that they made that switch and they did it in a way like Sam, like you said, where it's not just bare bones. It's been great so far, and you can play it on, you know, PlayStation and Xbox and all those. Yeah, I, I, um, I don't, I don't buy, I don't, I haven't bought any consoles in years because I'm scared I'll, I'll use them. I, I stopped buying Football Manager two years ago because I would play it. 
So I, I don't buy it, so I don't play it anymore. It's like if I don't buy Smart cookies, man. I won't have cookies out of the cookie jar. If I don't bring cigarettes out with me, I won't smoke cigarettes. You know, it sells, man. They're good. How do you go all day without them? Yeah. Oh, man. No. Well, I mean, no, nah, that's that's not true. The good thing about a Pitzel is like you'll never crave them. They're just like they're good, but they're it's just like a mindless thing to chew on like a piece of celery. Like it's not un, it's not unenjoyable, but you'll never like crave it. It's not sugary enough, at least not the way that my grandmother made makes makes made them. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a staple Baking minute with Sam. Shut yeah. up, it sells, man. Shut up, it sells. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my family makes them more like a waffle, though. Not like the commercial thin Yeah, you're supposed cookie. to. Yeah, yeah. You're, yeah. Oh, they, yeah. they make them thick? Because uh, the way that I always I'm, saw them get made was in like a waffle maker, but they would come out thin. Yeah. It's like a no, my yeah, that's the way I've seen thick, it. Thick, and, and it's like a very thin, tiny waffle. It's, it's like a wafer almost. Fantastic. It's, sure. it's, and that's a brutse thing. There you go. So a regional thing again, because right. me and the same are calabres, and it's like this crispy little thin thing. Yeah, that's bullshit. My Abruzze's grandma, <laughs> grandmother made him quite thin. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't You're know. using I'm, like the iron press. Yes. Like, yes. like I have to talk to a Absolutely. blacksmith in order to get a new one made. Yeah. No, well, yeah, that's yeah. the got a guy up yeah, in like yeah. Grand Rapids who's going to do the job for him. Of course, of oh, course, geez. Lucas knows a blacksmith. You know what's funny about you know what's funny about Lucas is like we sort of don't know what he's all about. Like we kind of know each other because we've known each other for a while. Lucas is this like stranger will out, and now he's bringing up uh, freaking blacksmiths, and he he has a murder chair for some reason. Hey. It's only a matter of time before he's like, yeah, man, you know, this one guy at the convenience store pissed me off and I left his body over there in the Lake Island Sound. I mean, like, shit, I do don't guys, know what the hell happened. Dude, I, I do you guys know you can destroyed. decompose a body the, with lie? I know all the, there's only, the Metro Teamster Union guys, man. There's only two, there's only two, uh, there's only two, like, there's only two physiques of like working class, like blue collar guys. It's either like like really skinny, like guys with shaved heads, like like Lucas, with fat or like lives. or just husky guys. You're either either there's not there's not like the everyman in between. I mean, maybe like construction workers, you'll get some guys who are just jacked. But like if you have like I don't know, like like a guy who works in a body shop, they're either like they're either like really skinny and 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 have like a shaved head. Maybe a little bit, or of like they, or they look like Sam, who owns a Chaldean nightclub right now. <laughs> yeah, but like fat, fatter, you know. Sam, I know Sam, exactly Sam. what you're saying, especially those Montreal body shops. I, I know exactly the people you're talking about. There's you, you can't be healthy if you're a blue collar dude. You, you can't. You either just like eat donuts and drink whiskey, or you eat donuts or, and drink whiskey, but you have a fast metabolism and you look no, like, or like, well then you, like Lucas. you don't you replace the donuts with the cigarettes. That's the difference. Yeah, yeah, and the yeah. And then I feel like I'm taking a dump on Lucas right now. We're saying we're implying he looks like he uses meth. He does not. I'm saying he, look, I'm saying he looks healthy and thin. I just, I, I just look like a younger Beppe. Farhad said it earlier. Yeah, Beppe 30 years ago is what he said. That was yeah. funny. Beppe Bonyani. It's, it's true. I'll take it. I bet you Beppe Bonyani probably makes killer pizzelli because it's like a, it's like an Italian, like Belgian waffle crossover type thing, you know? Speaking of speaking of Uncle Beppe, we, we are working on getting him on the podcast. And I told him, listen, for once, you'll be the guest. You'll come in. We'll ask you silly questions and we'll chat. He's so game because... I imagine this guy's life is Juve recording 24-7 because he puts out so much I got to show him my impression. Oh, that's right. 
<laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's, it's very good. Right. Song, song um, yeah, but I can't make clear enough. You can never be too rich or too skinny, Lucas. It's, 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 it's a good thing. Because when, when the T levels drop, when right the T levels drop, I mean, you know, it's going to be hard to stay skinny eventually. So just hang on to it as long as you can. <laughs> Revel in it. Did you guys ever play GTA 4? Sure. Sam reminds me of of the cousin the cousin who calls the you cousin. when you're trying to drive all the time, and he's like, "Hey, yeah, my, ass cousin. My, my cousin Nico, let's go bowling." Listen, Lucas, you look like seconds. 14 characters at once. I should I wouldn't be throwing. I want to get Alex Jones and Tim Dillon. That's a token Alex Jones reference for every one of my appearances on the pod. I want to get them to be like the radio guys. On, uh, on GTA. That might get me to buy the game. Because <laughs> Alex Jones went on Tim Dillon's podcast the other day. Because, like, Alex, Tim Dillon just sounds like a younger version of Alex Jones. He's like, he's like oh, a just... crossover of like Rogan and Jones. <laughs> Actually, pay attention to Tim Dillon speaking. He sound, I heard someone comment this somewhere once, and it's uncanny. He sounds like Alex Jones and Joe Rogan crossed over. Listen to him for a minute, and you'll, it'll just blow your mind. Well, well you know, it's on. Theo Vaughn for GTA guy. It's uh, it's uh, it's because of the uh, FIGC. They'd be coming in and they'd be doing all these like really weird things to Juventus. I don't even know why, yeah. but like, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I don't really know too much about soccer because oh I'm kind of retarded, dude. So, by the way, where's, where's, switch where's, the, uh, switch the station and you just hear Ciao Juventini of the world. Where's yeah. fake Agnelli when you need <laughs> him? <laughs> Dude, I, dude, Chris Italia, who's been on the pod a few times, has been on my pod, who, who my listeners like a lot from New York, uh, works in comedy. He's a manager and he owns a club and he, he so he knows Tim Dillon well and he brought up on the pod once how he knows him well and he was imitating him and he does the worst Tim Dillon imitation I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> like it's comical. Oh, you have to kiss ass. No, I told him it's terrible. It doesn't sound like him at all. <laughs> Did he appreciate that? We we are, by the way, speak, it's, you know, okay. speaking of that, do you guys have, it's, it's the worst. Do you bo- it's the worst. No, but I'm serious. Go back. I think it's episode. It's it's like episode 181. I think it's it's. it's he's in New York. York. No, it was in the summer before it's from the month of okay. July. Episode 181. It's the worst Tim Dillon imitation I've ever heard in my life. You go back to episode 181 of the Cultural Podcast if you want to go back and dig. I got a couple of things. Got a couple of things here. He's a great guy, but he um, sucks at imitating. Tim Dillon, it's hilarious. I just realized I never told you guys about today's discount. If you head to TourineGiants.com, you could save 15%. If you type in 211 at checkout, the discounts have been pretty popular. So trying to keep that train going. I know everybody loves a discount. And another thing, speaking of impressions, do you guys, and then we'll, we'll judge each one of you, but literally 10 second impression. What's your go-to impression? that you know is going to kill if you, if you had a gun to your head who are you imitating i already said beppe eastern give me, european give me guy. 15 seconds man i got no you. no no. like a celebrity like a yeah. celebrity or or a person everybody knows like beppe like better i could do saul or like some eastern european lawyer be like hey easy i take care of you we don't go to jail maybe we do this we do this put a guy that looks like you throw you in there <laughs> boom no jail <laughs> it sounds like my uncle <laughs> that's good I, I have a pretty good range so i'll just do something that's topical i think i do a pretty good allegri i do a, or antonio conte i do a pretty oh, good oh nice yeah. all right very topical do you want to hear it which one do you want to hear hell yeah I, think, I could do berlusconi too we need, we need content, it. baby. <laughs> I could do Allegri. I need a script, but... Uh, allora, ragazzi, right. allora, ragazzi, quindi, 
questa cosa, questa cosa che abbiamo fatto. No, no. He doesn't repeat a lot no. of stuff. No, non si, può, non si possono fare queste cose. Paul, uè, Paul, 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 qua. Eri qua, Paul. In, in centro campo ci vuole un po' di, ci vuole un po di grinta. Capito? Oh, Paul, Paul. Very nice. Good job, buddy. Oh, oh, you do the Conte one too, though. Yeah. Oh, my God, yes. Well, it's the easiest one in the world. You just swap all the T's with D's. <laughs> do it, do it. Just can't pronounce the letter T. <laughs> and, and then he goes for a long. Uh... <laughs> I, I'm fighting off a cold here. I got to hang on. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me get some. Fluid Speaking here. of Conte, I was just talking to my buddy who's a Tottenham fan. Don't ask me why. Well, actually, he's Ukrainian, and there was a Ukrainian guy on there from like 1990s, so he just stuck with it. Still waiting to win a trophy, by the way. But in any case, he's saying that you know Conte is not long for his stay at Tottenham. Looks like he's burnt out. He wants to go to Italy. And he's asking me if you know there's any movement with Juve. Uh, I said I don't know. People who who say that he may be back next year don't know shit. Because how do you know? Uh, you guys heard anything about about Conte? And then we'll move on to Pogba. And then we'll uh, we'll talk to Kevin. Actually, Kevin, have you heard anything about Conte over there in Greenland? Have you seen him? Any sightings at <laughs> his right. at his bar? Dude, let me tell you, Kevin spots the coolest people. Kevin. T tell 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 the listeners who you've sent us over the WhatsApp. Let's bring thread. Kevin into the fray here. He's our man in turn. The yeah. first thing we're doing is asking him <laughs> who he's seen on the street. He's got binoculars and he's just staring outside. He goes for a walk on the fiume pole and he just he just he just he just you know, you know, I, I like yes, I like to imagine literally. Kevin just like just in a boat. <laughs> Going down the river, just like like a captain staring out with binoculars, seeing who's no, 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 with seeing a, who's going for a jog on the street. Is 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 no, Allegri no, no. out he, for he a jog out. this morning? Is he in good spirits? Does he care about his job? You know. All right, Kevin. Is, is, what's up? Uh, speaking of the Po, the Po's like two blocks that way, and the uh, the little piazza right in front of my apartment building. Allegri's ex-wife apparently lives in like one of the buildings. So That's when I was looking to buy this place, uh, we had just moved to Italy about like four weeks prior to this. We're sitting down with the real estate agent. So this is during uh, the, the January transfer window of last year. We had just purchased uh, Vlahovic like a couple days ago. And I sit down, we're, we're looking at details about this place we're about to buy. And I look up and there's Allegri sitting like three yards from me like having a cappuccino wow. talking with some guy. Uh, I was able to get a picture with him uh, before I stepped oh, nice. out. But uh, so that was pretty cool. That sighting right away. Um, who else is around? Right? Plumped into Chiro Ferrara at, uh, okay. at another coffee shop. That seems to be the place to bump into people, including uh, Daniele Rugani's wife, who seems to just be totally obsessed with herself. Just one of those people that no only no. Like selfies of, of herself and she's like totally plastic um how about uh how about in sardinia though that's a pretty cool one. Oh, that's right yeah we were uh we were on vacation in sardinia for a week uh the costa smeralda which absolutely beautiful but incredibly expensive 
unless you're like a Russian oligarch that can afford $50 million yachts, it's, it's a tough place to be. I actually heard, um, Kevin, that some guy went to a club there where a bunch of politicians frequent, they paid 10 grand for a, for a night and they put him in the back of the back of the club, like, like where they take the trash out. So he's not wrong. Sorry to interrupt. It's, it's insane. Like, no, we, we were sitting down for, for lunch and, uh, I was actually wearing this jersey, I think. Like this is the the Chiesa away shirt from uh, from from last year. I love it. And uh, so I'm going in having lunch uh, out by the pool, and a waiter comes up and he pulls up like the leg of his pants, and it shows like the, the Juventus, like the old uh, maybe Lucas, maybe it's a it's weird the, thing the, to do the, as a waiter. The, um, the Have you seen on my leg? Shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so he shows me he has the tattoo of the Juventus badge on his calf, and he's like, he's a Juventino, and he says, you know what, Ibrahimovic is coming for lunch later. I'll I'll show you him. So, like, 20 minutes later, Ibra walks in with his entourage, sits down, goes up to the the, – the buffet and grabs, I don't know, salad and some shit and sits down, and (laughs) there's all these people flooding him, and – He's he's about to walk away, and uh, my <laughs> my wife was like, "You should get a picture with him." And, and so course, she's more always, she, yeah. she's more uh, like provocative that way. I'm just cool, just like I'll just sit back. Um, but she runs up and, and grabs him, and uh, I was going to ask him to give a shout out to Turin Giants and just like uh. get a little video. And I, I asked him, <laughs> and because he sees, sees me wearing the Juve shirt, and he's just like, "No, I do not do videos." Uh only picture <laughs> How dare you? and and then he made fun of the shirt and he's like you're wearing the wrong shirt i'm like you used to play for us and he's like mm, i know he took the picture and just left he was there for maybe 35 minutes it was really Damn, weird. what a dick yeah. dash dash impression request zlatan denying that kevin ever said he ordered salad <laughs> he's not a dick he's god <laughs> he does what he wants <laughs> no he, zlatan no no take pictures only his pictures take Zlatan <laughs> ah, nice. there you go. on the spot well done speaking of calf tattoos that's bullshit right calves shouldn't have tattoos on them no is it because I grew up it's in California and it's like George St. Pierre has one yeah it's it's wait who George St. Pierre he probably got it in like I think 04. thigh tattoos nowadays is, really is a thing, thing right like isn't especially like, soccer isn't that like a male tramp stamp uh, yeah the quad is more the move now. You know, if you got balls, get it on the big spot. What are you doing? You fucking hiding it in the back? So I get a big one on the quad. You have a thigh tattoo, right? So I have one on the quad, yeah. I would have more. I would have a larger one. And I like the legs. Quad. But I'm, getting them lasered, quad. but I'm getting them lasered, so I can't do it right now. Laser hair removal. Oh, wow. Oh, my Lord. Yes. God, Jesus. First time, Italian, I'll never forget. Yeah, you got to embrace that. I'll never forget when Sam told me on the podcast that he shaves his entire body and he's like, dude, first time you do it, when you when you lay in bed, the sheets are just so smooth. Ooh, I'm like, no one back. that's not a good... There's no going back. Yeah, and then the next day they stick to you. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not pretentious. The, the tattoo I have on my on my quad is just a... It's actually graffiti I saw in Naples. It was actually... I, I, I had a picture taken and I had the guy retrace it. Naples. I'm not. I'm not pretentious like that. I always say I love the city of Naples. I do. I, I'm not a Napoli fan, but I, I I respect their club a lot. You know. I don't know what the disdain is for them. It's like it's like, you know. I get why they have disdain for the club that I support, but I have no reason to you know. It's like the city. My, my Kevin, you ever been Southern down to Italy. Napoli for a game? No, 
No, I haven't been to Napoli in 15 or 16 years. Damn. There was, a, there was a garbage strike I mean, going on at the time, so it wasn't the most pleasant city oh experience. <laughs> that is... That is... <laughs> I heard that sentence. These days, man. You, think, you think there's always a garbage strike in Naples. What's going on? <laughs> no, I got, I got such FOMO that I'm missing out on uh, an opportunity. Logistically, it's not going to fucking work, but I really wanted to go to... Um, Fuck! I'm pissed off. I'm not gonna go. But um, you, Italy's playing. Man, we're playing England in a Euro qualifier there in two weeks in Naples. What a great city oh, to nice. go watch. You know, sometimes they'll play in Cesena or something like Naples. Man, crazy. England, you know. Game. Oh man, and, and you know that city's buzzing right now. It's football heaven at the moment. You know, with with like you know the. the the Maradona death still being like fresh. They've, the city's kind of been reinvigorated. I was there in the summer. It's, it's beautiful, but I'd love to go there now that um, Napoli's doing very well. It's it's you know, I, I'm not gonna lie. The title by then, it's it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a really cool part of the world to be to watch yeah. soccer. So I'm I'm not gonna lie. That last that. game when they when they finally win, I'm not a fan. But as a traveler, I would love to be there that yeah, day. Yeah, man, for sure. Yeah, no, definitely. All right. How could you not, man? How can you hate them? How can you hate them? They're, you, you can't. I don't know. Well, I mean, you mean you could. Yeah, a lot of people do. But. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, just, but, it's just such a beautiful you know. story. You don't get a lot of stories like that anymore in the game. So to see that team win after such a long time, Maradona passing away. and uh, Yeah, I mean, listen, I wish it was us, but... I think we've, I think we've stolen, not stolen, that's a terrible word to use as a UF fan, but I think we've taken away enough of trophies from them that they've suffered. I mean, weren't they ahead of us in like the last two match days? It was like 2018 or yeah, something. Yeah, Everybody remembers that, yeah, that they season. lost to Fiorentina. <laughs> I think, I think Fiorentina came back from like 2-0 down Saturday or something said like that. we lost the title in the hotel room in, in the hotel room the day before because Juve, we had won our match and he was complaining about the scheduling never liked that sorry man i don't know but i i don't know how you could hate naples i mean like i actually understand i actually do understand how people could hate them because it's basically a bunch of people like me but like i can't hate them i'd be self-loathing you know <laughs> imagine a city full of sams it's worse it's, oh, it's, you can it's naples pure city yeah. full of studs so stop oh nice good drops baby oh, let, 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 let's no i can't have that i gotta divert attention i can't accept a compliment i can't roll with it i gotta <laughs> let, let's let me imitate antonio conte to distract from the compliment i just, just <laughs> do it do it do it uh, i'm uh, very happy the 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 game i'll do it in english okay the the the, the cake it's good can i i try the cake the cake just the press very nice Re Harry Kane is is good. He's a good player. Yeah, I I, I like uh, the 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 who, the Tottenham. Who can do? I'm very happy. Who can do a good Bernadeschi? Since this is impression centric, oh, yeah, we got Bernadeschi's voice here on the soundboard, my guy. I'm for what? Alpha one. That's so chaotic. Alpha one. Come on, DFC. It's it's so. It's a well-known fact now that he plays for Toronto, and that is my MLS team, that I am still a Bernadeschi supporter. Uh, two goals out of three games so far, so he's nice. killing it. All right. I always, rated, I always rated him. Yeah, I don't know. Can Sam hear me? 
Can this man stop interrupting me? <laughs> we don't know you're speaking. You're recording on an egg roll. We've been rolling with this because the show must go on. But in the listeners, I've been led to understand won't understand. Well, we've Are you been serious? Going to, yes, we don't like you're chopping in and out, so it's hard to know when. Yeah, you're look speaking. at the chat. I've, no, I've been chat. told it's the internet. It's the internet. It's the internet. Dash, not, it's not the internet. Hold on. Dash has you're, you're good. Dash. Oh, now I've done it. Now I've made him self-conscious. <laughs> Farhad, if you could hear me, Dash has made clear that the listeners will be unaffected by it. So it's let's. Local audio. So for our own sanity, let's assume that he's correct. And and. <laughs> continue on business as usual but it's i'm not trying to interrupt you i just hear silence and i'm feeling the silence no i can hear you but the problem is it's tough to it's tough to talk also you know like i don't want to you know it's all right anyone it's all right but we're getting the gist of what you're saying we're just getting it a little staggered you know how sometimes you'll watch the news and there'll be a guy standing in the rain and they'll throw it over to him and he'll wait one, two, three seconds. It's kind of like that. Isn't that, isn't that Dave Chappelle bit? He's like, <laughs> it always takes a couple of seconds for the guy to, to hear him. Anyways, let me speak for a couple of minutes. Kevin is a huge part of our adventure on YouTube. He was one of the first people I asked to join because, I mean, come on. The man, man I just ran up the stairs to check my modem. <laughs> Give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> so... A very nice guy living in Turin moved there, has season tickets uh, to every home game, sometimes goes to the away games. How can I not ask him to join? There's so much, so many stories, so much potential there. He does actually appear on the on the YouTube lives straight from the stadium, which is such a cool feature. Now, I mean, come on, it's, it, like 20 years ago, how would that be possible? You know, he's on the phone talking to the guys here in the in our in our new york studios um so anyways i've I've prepared a couple of uh i've prepared a few questions for kevin here absolutely first time on the podcast welcome first of all 45 minutes into the podcast but we're so happy to have you so give us a little background um and if dash if you can make him a little his his screen a little larger how did you end up not me how did you end up in turin uh you know tell us a story that you can share without diving yeah. into private yeah, details it, so it i mean it kind of started during the pandemic um i got engaged to my my now wife and uh neither of us wanted to have a big a big wedding and just one morning woke up and it's just like why don't we get married in Italy? Uh, she has a completely uh, Sicilian family. So everybody comes from Sicily. My mother's side uh, was split between Sicily and, and Napoli. And I've always gravitated towards the kind of Italian heritage on my family side. So I've always been interested in Italian soccer slash football, the food, the culture, um, just in love with the country. Because uh, we thought during the I heard pandemic, women in be- Sicily are more dangerous than shotguns, right? That is a fact. <laughs> uh, so during the pandemic, we thought, like, let, let's go somewhere for a wedding. We'll give everybody a chance to go party, have a good time. And so we started planning, uh, ended up picking a place outside of Turin in um, the wineries in the Longue region, which produced some of the best wine, Barolo, Barbaresco in the world. And during this time, the tech company I was working for acquired a competitor based in Europe. And they happened to have an Italian legal entity outside of Florence. 
And so that opened up the window of, well, shit, maybe I can get hired as an Italian employee. So we started talking about this and it's like, hey, we don't have kids now. We're, we're just like getting started as, as, as a married couple. Like if we're going to ever move abroad, this is the time to do it. So we approached my company if they'd be willing to kind of go through that process. And they said yes. And they worked with HR, hired an attorney to help with all of this stuff. And wow. then we needed to pick a city and decided we don't want to live in an overly touristy town. So like Rome, Venice, Florence were out. And essentially it came down to Milan and Turin. Um, so we flew over. Uh, obviously, if I were to make the choice, it would be Turin, no questions asked. Uh, I studied there when I was in university, so I had that affinity, uh, which was during Serie B. So I got to go to a bunch of those matches and and check out games with Nedved and Trezeguet and Del Piero, and which was awesome. But I couldn't influence where we were going to live solely because of the sports team that I love. Um, so after she got to see both towns, she Why? told Milan. <laughs> Milan was just more of this cosmopolitan, more kind of uh, business-like town. And Turin felt more like home. And that was really it. And we flew over on a plane on uh, January 8th or 9th of, of last year, all masked up, um, somehow convinced Delta that we had a medical service dog, just kind of <laughs> put our dog into mm. the business class cabin <laughs> to fly nice. over instead of underneath the plane. And the three of us arrived here a little over a year ago. Awesome, man. And you've been going to the games, meeting up with Maurizio, yeah. doing the whole thing. Awesome, man. Your reports are, are fun. I mean, when we started, you you walked through Turin shooting videos for us. And we sort of put that was our first video on the it YouTube was. channel. You got to do more of that. Yeah, man. I mean, you're so right about Turin being that little family, um, family oriented town without you know, crazy tours. There's definitely some tours, but I feel like Turin is like Chicago in a way. You people who don't go to the or maybe they go but also visit Chicago or Turin, they're discovering like a little gem. You know, everyone can go to LA and New York, but if you come to Chicago, mm -hmm. I feel like you've made an extra step to see something different from those towns. And Turin is the same way. Um it's great to live, great to visit. So we're gonna go through a couple of questions here. Yeah. Um, I sent them to you, so it won't be, you know, you won't be put on the spot. What's your favorite thing about Turin as the city? It, it, it just has to be the lifestyle uh, it, it gives us. I, I think we're, we're an hour and a half south of the Alps. Uh, we're an hour away from some of the best wineries and vineyards in the world. Two hours from the sea. Uh, the town's incredibly walkable, amazing cafes, amazing restaurants. It has Sam's favorite river. Uh, so there's just, there's just a lot to do. <laughs> yeah, it just, it, it, an amazing, amazing location, uh, that I, I think super is nice incredibly too, right? underrated. Yeah. Pe people are super nice. Come up to anyone in the street. They'll help you out. Um, I will say right, I, uh, one, if I could add one thing, um, and I know I'm, I'm yeah, not yeah. the only guy in this, in this group that's been to turn for I know, I know you've been, I don't know if any of the other guys have, but I know, I know for you've been, um, so maybe, maybe you can kind yeah. of like echo this if you agree. Well, one thing I like about turn in particular is I've been once, <clears throat> um, and it's kind of off the beaten path of where a lot of people will typically go if they want to tour mm -hmm. Italy, uh, which is, you know, whatever, it's going to happen. I mean, there are places that people will always skew to when traveling anywhere in countries that are otherwise often impressive in other areas. 
um, especially in a country like Italy where there's so many different like regions. I mean, you can go to almost any city and be, you know, be um, in for a good time. You'd enjoy yourself. But Turin's cool because it's, it's large and it's it's got a lot of people that, that live there and work there. And given the industry, it's a, it's a very large city. It's one of the most important in the country, but people don't tend to travel there. So I was very mm-hmm. pleasantly surprised by um, like how, how great a city it was. Um, because of like how calm it was. It was, it was like, it was very clean and very, um, it feels mm-hmm. Italian mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, but, um, you know, with it being a Northern city, it's a little bit more. Dude, they still have, they, relaxed they still have the little and, trams going through the city, you know? Yeah. yeah. But it's just, yeah. Uh, but, but everything about it, just the aesthetic, you go out, the air feels fresh. You see, you see the mountains, you see them, you see the Alps and, you know, as you alluded to, it's very close, but you see the Alps in the background, which is nice. And then, you have all this industry around you. It's like, it's not, it doesn't feel like poisonous somehow. It's like, you've got all this, all these factories and stuff and all this mm-hmm. industry that has mm-hmm. been there for decades. And yet, you know, uh, if it somehow feels a little bit more refined, like you could be the Turin gentleman. There's like this, this, this looming shadow of John Yanielli, the figure that, that just yeah. is everywhere. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a city. unique city that a lot Dude, of people don't like tend to experience. It's a very European very- City. Very safe too. When people think about I mean, you're walking living, around at you two know? in the morning. What was, right. what was that for? Had? Next question. Um, I said it's really safe too. We're literally walking around yeah. at one yeah. thirty, two o'clock in yeah, the morning, absolutely. and people sure. are giving you directions. And everyone minds their business. Uh, next question. So you frequent the stadium. What's the best uh, game and the atmosphere you've you've witnessed at the stadium? So. Uh, two answers for that. So the, the one from this season, definitely, uh, the Derby d'Italia, it just winning that game. That was the first, uh, inter Juve match that I had ever seen in person, uh, throughout all the games I've, I've watched, uh, Juve in person. I've seen them play Milan, I think three different times. So this was the first time I got to see Juve enter and, uh, to see us win that, I think it was two to one. Uh, with the Fagioli deflected Pasta goal Fagioli, there. yeah. Yeah, that was, that was just an incredible environment, and to see that match was, was pretty uh, – just an incredible experience as a Juventino. Uh, other match was – you have to go back a couple of years, um, but for different reasons because it actually wasn't a good result for Juve. I was at that Champions League game when we lost 3-0 to Real Madrid when Ronaldo had the overhead kick. And oh, wow. uh, so when he scored that against us and being a part of the the fans that, that stood up and applauded him for that just insane performance, uh, wow. it was a really good sporting moment and, and something really memorable. Dude, you'll, you'll never forget that. That's literally in a highlights reel forever. Yeah. De Chilio was posterized for life. This was the greatest thing he's ever done. Because number two is, <laughs> I know, just kind of, kind of do this, yeah. dabbing, have dab. I don't know what the hell he was thinking. Um, moving on, to the next question: Which food do you do you wish Turin had more? Mm. I mean, obviously, abundance of Italian food is good and all, but uh, as Americans, we love all sorts of you know. Yeah, dishes. It, it's it's. Like with, without question, it's, it's Mexican. You can't find a good taco here. You nice. just you just can't. <laughs> or I have I haven't there's, yet. If anybody out there knows, please find a way to contact. There's your me. idea, dude. There's there's <laughs> your restaurant idea. I know it's so funny. I read something about a Mexican food restaurant, and it was like a blog or something that said New York doesn't have any good uh, Mexican food because 
the only places that have good Mexican food are the border are the ones that border Mexico. Yeah. And it made me think like, yeah, I mean, you can have some good stuff, but real authentic things. I feel like you'd probably get good uh, Venezuelan food. I feel like, you know, like maybe good arepas or something. I mean, there's a lot of Venezuelans that have gone to Italy relatively. They actually, a lot of Italians went to Venezuela like years ago. And now it's like the other way yeah. around. They're, they're, I mean, Venezuelans are trying to flee Venezuela left and right. But I think, yeah, there's a number of them in Italy. Some Dominicans in northern Italy too, which is random. Cubans. Um, <laughs> no, it's, tr it's true. I swear to God. It's actually not that huge a cultural or linguistic gap for them. It's actually not a stupid call um, on their part. Yeah, there's a lot of Venezuelans. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's like good – there's got to be like a good at Epa spot in like in, in Turin. There's, yeah. I'm sure – I mean there, there's a lot of good Asian food like surprisingly. That's because they, um, they all love sushi. You ever know – you ever like follow yeah. follow a footballer's wife? Like every couple of weeks they'll post like a selfie in a sushi restaurant and say, sushi time. Sushi time. Yeah. <laughs> they love they And, love a, and a sushi emoji. Yeah, exactly. Dude, well, I fucking love sushi too, man. Sushi, yeah. sushi is the best. Our, I wish our kids didn't like sushi because that shit is expensive. <laughs> um, all right, one last thing. What's the most you miss about the United States besides I, Mexican I mean, food? <laughs> I mean, family first and foremost. I mean, it, it's. I just actually nah, got back. You have to say uh, that, from but the yeah. US last week, so I'm probably only seeing my parents and siblings two, maybe three times a year. So uh, that's probably the hardest part. But I mean, aside from that, uh, a good cookout, right? I mean, you look at like Memorial Day, July 4th, any good Saturday oh, yeah. and the burgers and beers and spending time with family and friends in the sun. Uh, like that's not that's really part of, I mean, there's other things in the culture here of bringing people together, but that's a fairly, I think, kind of- Mostly, mostly involves cigarettes and wine. Yeah. <laughs> uh that's that's a good answer because i've had a few people leave the united states obviously go to and you now you and they say you know the holidays fourth of july christmas time they miss the the super bowl they miss a lot what's your football team by the way steelers oh, nice oh, I, respect steelers. That I respect yeah. the organization a little ding <laughs> um all right that was our five minutes with kevin very interesting. Love having them on. You boys, I wanted to hear your uh, your opinion on what's going on with Pogba. Anybody have any insight? What's your... Are you... Do we have any haters here? Do you have anyone who is against you that's spending crazy amounts of money to keep keep him on? No? Good. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm I'm seeing a lot of stuff today it could be just all talk about them terminating his contract and it's Adela sport it's not not credible yeah, yeah there's been there's been on both sides of the yeah and probably gazetta saying something that interrun company man but uh it is it's hard to read that juve don't want to spend the money on rabio but they're willing to spend the money on pogba right now that's that's the only confliction in my head um in the summer, I'm all, all for that deal and all that money. But now if he doesn't play and the summer rolls around and we lose Rabio because he wants a Pogba-style contract and we keep Pogba, my hands might be thrown in the air at that point. What's going on? What's going on? But right now, I'll stay zitted, you know? And, and that's uh, there, there's a point there to be made with Rabio as well because the last midfielder to score 10 goals was Pogba- I think that was the 15-16 season. Rabio was at nine. 
So where should we be spending the money on a 28 year old Rabio who's in his prime or a broken ass Pogba who's well past his prime? Well, I mean, not, not to take away from Pogba, but his ass is broken. I think Pogba's only a year older than him. Yeah. I mean, but I was excited for him to come. I, I, I think like, I think I was excited to, to see him back in the, in the shirt. My only issue with the whole situation is that it just seems somewhat hypocritical from the management side in that we were unwilling to continue forward with Dybala with the money that was being asked for, for an injury prone player who was never available towards the end of the season. And we spend all this money on somebody who hadn't played well for United in years, albeit in a very poorly managed situation, but he had been injured nonstop. And we just went and signed another player who seemed to embody a lot of the things about a player who we cast aside. So I just think that the decision making it's just very in line with a lot of the decisions that we've seen um, from the now kind of passed on board. But I think that's my only issue with it. Have you guys noticed that Dybala hasn't been injured in a long time? <laughs> so <laughs> tells you something about our injury, st- injury record, right? Well, he, he hasn't been completely healthy this year either for Roma. No, he, he missed a oh, good really? chunk. Uh prior to the World Cup. He's usually good to miss a good chunk of any season, unfortunately. <laughs> That's one of his issues. Yeah, but and then you look at Dybala's stats again this season. It's it's nothing different. Like, everyone's arguing, saying that he's having an incredible season, but if you actually, like, sit down and break it down statistically, it's the same as he was with us. Great against, you know, the bottom 10 teams of Serie A, terrible against the top half. Like, his average against top six uh, teams in Serie A is a six and a half, and then his average against, you know, the lower half of the table is an 8.5, so not really anything yeah. different. Still the same. Went from, scoring, went from scoring hat tricks against Barcelona to this. Yeah, scoring hat tricks against the Swallow. Well, one, did he score against? Did he? Did he score hat trick against Barca or two goals? No, two. two. two Kielini had the other. Kielini did the other one. Those are good times. Yeah, and yeah. one thing that that people like to say that Pogba had over DiBala was like that market value, the shirt sales. Like we're losing Kielini, we're losing Delit, we're losing DiBala. So who's going to sell the jerseys? But I mean, if you look at what was just posted online today of who's the most Googled footballers, DiBala's number seventh in the world and Pogba's not even on that list. Granted, Pogba yeah. was injured this season, but it's DiBala still sells jerseys. He still has that star value. He's not the Ronaldo's, he's not the, the Pogba's, but I mean, he's still there. I mean, he's, I mean, that's the, you know, if you're, a Pogba, if you're a Pogba hater, first thing you bring up is, I literally just read that and I told the guy, you're, you're a loser because he's like, oh, well, he should be, he should give up back all the money and stop making TikTok videos. That's all he's good for. No, I mean, Julia Grosso so is very big on TikTok videos as well. You're going to hate on her because she's one of the best female midfielders in the world playing for Juventus. So. I'm, I'm oh, no, not me, that. but... No, I know not but, you. I'm just debunking Buddy's argument right there. Because, yeah. I mean, even yeah. Juve interviewed Julia about her TikTok stardom. Speaking she, of TikTok, at Turin Giants. Uh, <laughs> I've, been prom- like- <laughs> I, I've, been, I've been promising, but um, yeah, more content coming. It's just trying to find the best way to put out videos out there. And actually, Sam... He gave us the idea, and I've I've asked him. He I have his permission. 
he used to have this awesome segment on his podcast, this old podcast, when it was more, you know, football-oriented, called Five Aside. It still is, but yeah. Actually, I mean, damn, we, we kind of... We should have done that. We should have done that today. Do you have any? Do you have any quick ones for us? Sure. You want me to fire like off a couple one? that I have no, in the bank it? here? But um, but to be clear, I mean the, the plot Just is still really football based. But but sure, let's. Okay. I, I know what you mean. <laughs> No, I mean we, we just we stopped doing the segment because uh, just the the like the tone of the pod changed a little bit, but but it's still a good segment. You yeah, guys should do I it see. whenever you want. But anyways, no, but, no, but I, I want to pull, try that. I'll pull it up here. But we did it on the pod last week. Okay, just, I'm circling back. We actually had Nemo on the pod. Really quick, really quickly, Sam. Let's I'm go. I'm pulling it up. I'm pulling it up. I'll get I'll get right to you. Um, I know. I know. I'm pulling it up here. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I, I feel bad. By the way, last week you were saying you haven't been on the pod in a while. I'm saying I don't want to do Zoom pods. I fully did one last week with Nima, but I only did that because I didn't have any other choice. Like it was the only, like the only option. Like, I don't know. It's while you're pulling it up. Speaking of Nima, Dave has been in touch with Nima, our favorite is Steph. That's if impossible Inter fan. Uh, we had him on the podcast once. He's a he's a cool dude, despite of his choice in fandom. But he's he he really is a nice Inter fan, knowledgeable. You can make fun of him. Uh, he takes it in stride, but yeah, either before or after the inter game, we'll have a short 15 it's, minute chunk with him. It's looking like Friday, uh, Friday, yeah, yeah do a bit of a pre. So, speaking of TikTok, let's just finish that up at touringgiants.com. Uh, at Turing Giants, uh, please subscribe and we'll start putting out more. I just received a little adapter that I need to record from my phone, so. We're in business, so sign up, Sam. You got anything? Farhad, I got it here. I got the uh, I got the bank of potential topics. Now, here's the thing. I think this is a little more well suited to my pod. Maybe not so much the Turin Giants pod. That depends what direction you want to skew. You know, uh, I I don't know. Feel free. You could take any Wait, of these if got, you want. We got. I if I could take part, got... I would I would be happy to do any of these. I just think these might not be like super on brand anymore. All right, that's cool. Okay? So so we'll save that. We'll save that. We'll table that. Is that cool? Sure. But but you should do I think you should do the segment. Here's what I have in the bank right now. Last week we did five aside of honorary Italians. Um I would highly encourage you guys. I just posted the clip today. Go to my go to in, go to my Instagram at Caltrol Podcast or go to the last YouTube episode. I'm on YouTube now. Cultural Podcast has been on YouTube for like two weeks. Um, check it out. Subscribe if you haven't. Little, little plug subscribe. there. Little plug there. Um, no problem. I'm, I Dave made fun of me last week because I'm saying I just want to get to 1,000 subscribers so I can monetize it. And he's like, yeah, all right. It's, it's a long way to the top. Yeah, it's a child's play. Yeah, it'll, it'll, happen, it'll happen in a week. <laughs> but um, I'm doing it organically. Listen, it's, it's a long way to the top. Help out if you'd like. Five aside, Sam. What's, what the fuck is the rush? What's the Ring problem? the bell. Ring the damn bell. What are you doing? We're talking here. You asked me. So we did. But I'm telling people something that they want. Give me the. Give me the. Give me the honorary Italians. I'm dying to hear okay. it. Bring it. People need to. People need to go to episode two fourteen of the pod, and there are chapters on the episode. Go to the fucking chapter at the end of the episode called the Lisa Berg Bunny. It was one of the craziest stories I've ever heard that Nima dropped. Oh, I see. I saw that. Yeah. That was really it's, it's actually why he wanted to come on. He's like, I have a, a story for you. I want to do it in this segment. That's why I was like, okay, I hate Zoom pods, but you can come on. But anyway, so here's what we're here's what 
I'm thinking of doing it at some point. So I have. The Can we ask him to brush his hair when he comes on our podcast? Nima. The man. I've never seen a man run a comb through his hair. He's got. He's got. Yeah, it's it's, it's pretty luscious for a guy that's like still somehow like thinning. You know, it's interesting. Yeah, it's luscious. Okay, so it's like there's always there's always something coming out of here. Girls, but anyways, yeah. go ahead. Five aside of guys you forgot existed. Five aside of guys okay. you want your daughter to marry or bring home. Slash. Five aside of guys you don't want your daughter to bring home or marry. Five aside of Italian club bankruptcies all time. Do you have do you have like five the aside of guys or, you thought would come out of the closet before Jakob Yankto? That's a good one. I might have to do that one. Now I wasn't thinking of doing the segment anymore. You were the biggest fan of this, but because Nima was like, I want to come on and do a segment with you guys. I resurrected it and I thought of a few ideas and now I'm getting the bug again. So I'm, yeah. And that's Dude, not me saying I don't lists. want you guys to do it, I just, do it I just, also. But anyway. I just love like out there lists, yeah. you know? And, and we, I think we did, when I came on your podcast, we did top five, you know, five aside of the best tattooed footballers. Maybe. I don't remember. Possibly. I, I remember I put Bernadeschi in there because, I mean, those blacked out sleeves are pretty dope. Yeah. Um, Oh, fuck the the you know uh, the uh, Rossi with the uh, the Rossi the tattoo. Tackle. Yeah, it's a great one. Yeah, you could mean, do the five aside of man rockets in football too. I, what I like here is five, what's a man rocket? Like a really hot guy, like Bernardeschi could be one of them. You know, like Lorenzo Insigne uh, is like the ultimate man rocket for Italian Americans because he has the look, but he's tiny, so he's objectively not a man rocket. So <laughs> hey, what is he? A piss rocket? Yeah, he's, he's 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 no. I told a joke on the pod once that uh, I dude, I'm doing an Italian comedy show in two weeks for like this competition, but it's got to be clean and it can't have sexual material. But I I really want to do this. I'm just thinking of this now. I might want to do this on stage, but I don't think I'll be allowed. I think it'll be vetoed. But like I, I told this joke back in June, like like basically like I, I was in I, I was in Greece. A year ago with my girlfriend and there were a lot of like mules we saw a lot of mules there and that's interesting because like a, like the way that a mule is conceived it's like a half donkey half horse but the way it works is like the donkey has to mount the horse because if it were the other way around and the horse mounted the donkey the offspring would be too large it wouldn't pass so it's got to be like the little guy that mounts the horse so the little guy the little mm -hmm. donkey has to impregnate this this horse and that's basically lorenzo insignia with his wife he just has to like mount her from behind oh. <laughs> and then a kaj that is the that 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 is the yeah. podcast you listen to alone in the car perhaps oh, <laughs> last oh one God. last one Sam. five aside of side yes. quests in calcio like side quest stories like stories of a guy doing a random side quest like a side gig like like steiner makes watches maybe kind of thing, or, or like a side yeah or like pablo osvaldo like becoming a singer but like i'm thinking more like a side quest like when right. i like i don't know if you guys know the story about me like becoming a goalkeeper like i was like i think i could do it and i just did it like that was a side quest now i'm done like people like sam like bernadeski at the left back yeah maybe <laughs> or like maybe like a story of a guy who decided to coach like like Gennaro gattuso was like a, a player coach in switzerland at one point Oh, was he? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's that's cool. Cool. yeah. Like just side quests, you know? Isn't oh, by the way. Or, yeah, yeah. Or like, um, who was that guy? Deshelio was a DJ. Or Davide Nicola, the old coach of Crotone, who wanted to run, the, like he wanted to do the Terry Fox run, uh, you know, basically <laughs> from like the tip of the boot. And that's like a very local Canadian reference. Um, yeah, I get but that. But like one. he wanted to run from like Calabria all the way up to like Milan if Crotone had... 
I think they, if, they, if they staved off relegation that year, he, he would do it. Like, that's a side quest. I don't know. And Bur Berlusconi no, would one. obviously be off the table because he's too obvious. Not necessarily. Yeah. No, like, no, or, or Claudio Notito ran for senator. He's now a senator in Italy. That's a side yeah. quest. You know? I'm just and, thinking uh, that he's now no, on the okay. fly. I'm kind of spoiling the his, segment. Uh, his bikes. Balotelli and his, like, uh, mopeds. Yeah, or like a business guy. Yeah. yeah, or like a business venture maybe. Like Golini was a rapper at one point. Andrea Petania opened like like a health food store. He owns a chain of health food stores in Italy now. It's Fera e Basta, the rapper. So random. Sam may be too in touch with his Italian roots. I love that he knows everything that's going on over there on the other side. By the way, Sam, quickly tell us, in case we have listeners in that area, if they want to come see you, do a, do a little... Uh, a little comedy. Oh, geez. If you want to see Sam the Hammer in the Hammer. <laughs> Sam the Hammer. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, Jesus. What's the competition? Is this an OnlyFans? Uh, so, um, no, I'm, I'm doing this competition. It's against my better judgment. I accepted an invitation to do an Italian comedy show, and I think it's going to be a mistake, to be honest, because, like, no. because like it's – I don't know. I mean, it's it's you got to do Italian stereotypes, and I think a lot of the – like guys that are doing it haven't really done stand-up so i don't know what like i don't know what they're gonna do go up and tell stories about their fucking uncle or something or uh, i don't know but but i'm, I'm trying, trying to curate different well, no i'm trying to curate a, no, i'm curating a stand-up set it'll be you know it'll be what it'll be i don't know it's it, nice. so if you want Dude, if I you're think... in toronto or hamilton on the second of april i'll be at the zoetic, still calling them the same city i'll be at the zoetic theater well it's like an hour away and i don't think there are that many listeners in hamilton so if you'd like to so bill burr i think is in ottawa that day on the on the second of april so if you're in ontario you and you want to make the drive you could either see bill burr or you could go the opposite way and come see uh, come see me at three o'clock <laughs> on palm sunday now that you say 3 PM? Bill burr, that's about an hour and a half sam adamo is going to be about six hours so, <laughs> so um, yeah, I'm gonna see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Feel free, feel free, to, feel free to come if you want to see me instead of Bill Burr compete against. If you go, we'll send you a sticker. That's hilarious. That's, that's it. Yeah, so I'll, I'll be, awesome, I'll be there. Hey, I think there's a vote there to like decide who goes through, and then if then I think it goes online. There's like footage of our sets. Then the winner gets five grand, and they get to open for this this guy, this guy Giuseppe the MC, an arena show he's doing in Mississauga, but it's like a junior hockey arena. I don't know how well it's selling, so and I feel like no, it's a pretty big arena out there, though. It feels like this could be one of those stories where it's like in ten years, it's like, yeah, I did this thing back in the day. That's one awesome. of the, the things I did in the first year of stand up, I did an arena show for grandmothers, and it had to be clean, and I fucking said cunt by accident. And listen, oh my if you make it to Mississauga, I'll be there with all the other wops. All right, let's see. Madonna, Sam, Andiam, come on. Boys, I don't think we've touched on the last game that we played. Yeah, Sam, Sampdoria, Sampdoria scored two goals nicer than any ones that we scored, and we still won. And we got, you know, there's controversy over I mean, the Rabio handball, and that's the game. There there you go. Sampdoria are getting the relegated. Most, it's the <laughs> most Juve thing. That was the most Juve thing, going, you know, going up 2-0 and then just completely losing it, the both goals. Dash, yeah. anything on the game? Well, I mean, Dave and I broke it down on Twitch yesterday for Juventus. So if you guys want to like legit sit there and watch us like break it the film down, because you know we can't show the film here. Thanks, copyright. But uh, yeah, those two goals. To be yeah. honest with you, they were. Are, are, are they allowing you to use the footage? Because you know you guys are big time now. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Yeah. 
I mean, somehow. I mean, I'm on my mom's fridge it's, now. It's, so. it's bullshit. It's bullshit, right? I run this podcast for nine months. I invite these two. In in literally 60 days, they're on the Juve's main page. <laughs> Freaking <laughs> taking down all the Turin Giant stuff from the from behind the wall. And all of a sudden, he's a Juve reporter. This guy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm not bitter at all. I'm happy. I don't know, you know, just just crazy stuff like that happens. But um, really, though, the 65 minutes were kind of like, I don't want to say it was a fluke, but it was a blip. Uh, the reason is behind it was um, so on both of them, Miretti, Fagioli and Berenicea kind of stuck really close together because they were making some really nice one twos with each other. Like their passing was super crisp. But the problem is, and Allegri said this in the post-conference, uh, they all hugged each other essentially on the field where they were really, really close to each other. And they left this huge gap on the left side of the field, which essentially left uh, Kostic and Danilo on an island to die in a sense. Um, and that's kind of what happened. Sampdoria saw it as in the opportunity. They took it down our left flank and just went for it. Um, the first the first goal, we kind of blamed. Oops, sorry. Uh, I didn't the... mean that. Sorry, I'll put that up. <laughs> I won't copyright it. My sorry. It does that sometimes, but I will get the actual thing for you without the copyright. Yeah. So like, uh, oh, that's good quality right there. Yeah. That's actually the quality that they give us. So, um, right here. So this is the first goal. So the one thing that we illustrated on Twitch. Uh, so if you look at Berenicea, he's right next to Bremer instead of closing that gap in the middle. Because, for example, that ball's a deflection because Sampdoria's thinking shot. That player's going for a shot. It hits Danilo's heel, and if Benanachea was maybe two or three steps closer to close that empty space there, he could easily scoop that ball out and uh, get rid of it. But again, it's a misread by Benanachea as the first mistake. The second mistake is DeShilio not having his head on a swivel because DeShilio's right next to the guy that Bonucci's marking, and that guy's effectively taken out of the game by Bonucci. So DeShilio shouldn't even be there so DeShilio not reading the guy behind him essentially gives them the opportunity because that ball slowly rolls to uh Orello so it's not even like a fast roll where it's like ah oh, crap nothing can happen but it's really bad positioning per se it's not like you know we absolutely got bent over and broken down defensively it's just they caught us on transition we were hugging one side of the pitch and Sampdoria took advantage of it and that's kind of what happened because if you think about it in the second half when we switched to a 4-4-2 um wow that quality is terrible but uh when we switched to a 4-4-2 uh Essentially, we've kind of patched up a lot of the holes that we had from three five two, and Sampdoria didn't really look that threatening at all the second half. Like we essentially muffled their their offense that second half. So, again, it's a crappy sixty minutes. But again, I'd rather have it happen to us against Sampdoria than against Freiburg or Inter. So, you know, stuff like that yeah. happens. It's part of the game. The one thing I will say is Bonucci did not deserve to get skinned like a cat by a lot of people on Twitter because both of those goals he could have done nothing about. Yeah. Bonucci, man. Someone said that he should be sent to we're, MLS. We're grandfathered in. I think in one of our listeners, forever. Rami. As long as he plays football. No, I'm serious. As long as he wants to play pro football, he, he's got a contract with us. And I don't know how good that is because he's, he's not Chiellini. Like, Chiellini had the longevity um, because he was always able to be the player he was uh, up until, like, the end. I mean, not at the same level of proficiency, but he was still the same like positionally aware guy Bonucci was always a little bit more of a modern defender but 
I don't know how well that's going to keep holding up in the next couple of years, but also like positionally, he was never the best. But we need his long balls. We need his long ball, bro. The long balls. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, he's he's still playing for Italy. It's like he he's holding on to something. It's it's. I I don't see why he wouldn't keep doing that at Juve. It's like it's like at a certain at a certain point, you have to have the balls to push guys out and. You know, even though they might yeah, have something I feel to like, offer, it's like, hey, you know, we got to think long term here. It's it's weird. It's a weird one. Not to get not to like get meta is, existential here. I mean, we're talking about shit that happened just the other day. It's not it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme. I feel of things, like Bonucci is the definition of the football phrase, not football, but the phrase from quote from Batman. You you know, long enough to become a villain or whatever. I don't know. I don't fucking memorize comic books, comic book <laughs> phrases, but you know what I mean, right? He's gonna he's gonna be, he's gonna get to a point where he's just just un, so disliked. Even though it's you know it's a case for him a lot right now, I feel like he's just gonna just turn into dust on the field. He's he's limping all over the place. Can't defend. Can't jump. Yeah, this is this is the this is when I wish our management was like Real Madrid, where they just let let players go that are aging. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and, you know, and, we hold we hold on. We're we're, we're talking about Brugani sta uh, starting the next game. I just heard that. Well, that's not you know uh, that's nobody's solution either. I'm I'm saying you gotta you 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 gotta draw from the the well a new and 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 go get digging. I mean, we did we did it with Bremer to our our credit. We did it with Delict. I mean, he's gone now, but it's not like efforts haven't been made on that front. Uh, Rugani was an effort toward that end. It just didn't pan out. Yeah, just got to cut losses sometimes. Yeah. Well, yeah, hopefully yeah. we have that Dutch kid coming up from next gen next year. Corny, is, Corny is, is he... No, Heisen. Oh, Heisen, that one. Yeah. yeah. Is is he gonna? I mean, it'd be pretty interesting to see if he's gonna get a shot at the first team. I think him and I. I think him and Yodits are too young right now because uh, they're both on the on Montero's team. And the thing is, is like. Unless these guys are like legit, like Messi slash Ronaldo tier of talent, I don't see us pulling them up. Because like the thing is, is like we've already pulled up five players from the next gen that are, have regularly featured, which like you think about that, you look at in like all of Juve's club history, that's never happened before. Yeah. And, and you know, the next gen coach is like, what the as hell, well, right? Yeah. So it, it's interesting because like the thing is, like we talk about Sampdoria. Moretti ended up on the score sheet with an assist. Fajoli with an assist and absolute filthy ankle breaklers. Like his new nickname is like the ankle, the ankle phantom Fajoli or something like that. Like he just owned. Got to work on that. Own the ankles. <laughs> uh, and then Berenicea, like the fact that the dude stepped in and absolutely benched Paredes, like says about <laughs> his skill and his capabilities. Like you it know, be, we control it be Paredes. Own people, man. Yeah, we control Paredes all we want. But like the dude's a World Cup winner, played at elite clubs, has a high market value got benched by Ben and Achea. Like it, it is what it is there. So, and then you also have Illing Jr. That's been signed on to the first team as well. And then you have Sule who got his first goal as well. It's five guys, yeah, he man. Was, like he was that, so happy about it. Yeah. It, it's, it's not normal that we've done that. Like that's like La Messia level of being able to pull in youngsters to fit in roles. And it's like, again, with the 15 points back, hopefully we're, we're in 53rd with and I told this on the Twitch when we were doing the watch along. Our outside of Rabio, our midfielder's average age is 21 years old. That is the average age of our midfield. When you take out Rabio, and Locatelli is the only outlier outlier at 24 years old. That's wild. So like, 
that's insane how young the midfield is. And then uh, Lu- can, I, can I ask Lucas a question? F- finish up real quick. Sorry. Yeah, but and then that's on top of Rovella coming back as well, who's also young as well. And then it's just our average age. The squad, the squad's age is young. And this year is more of a blessing than a curse because these guys are getting experience. And I really think next season they're going to be filthy. And there's a huge huge difference between a young midfielder and winger and forward and a young defender i mean we're looking at someone like gatti who's 24 and we're still viewing him like he's he's like a child and we're still looking at rugani when he's 27 26 looking at him like a child now he's 28 and this is our guy and i like rugani and, and he's been in a lot of these big games unfortunately over the last few years but uh we hold back defenders in italy way more than any other position. So that's another reason my why I just don't them, see them being brought up. My problem with them playing Rugani in games where he needs to perform is that he didn't have any experience last 10 games. You know, you can't, it's scrimmage and playing and training is not the same. How about you give the man 45 minutes when we're up to get his, you know, his beak wet and then maybe not start him against Freiburg or, or Inter, you know? Like, we, we only remember about Rugani whenever someone's injured. You know, the crazy thing about it is, is Rugani's stats, when he's been called up, uh, have been actually pretty decent. So it's like, it's not like he gets put in and it's just like, oh, catastrophe. Like, for example, um, last year with Villarreal, like, that game was more on Delict than it was really on Rugani, per se. Uh, that Champions League second leg in the round of 16. Like, de- surprisingly, like, Rugani, I'm not saying he's clutch, and I'm not saying he's the greatest defender on, in, the, in the entire planet. But, like, for example, here, the dude's holding an, a 7.09 or a 7.1 rating. I don't know what you're getting with him now. Yeah, like, it's good. Like, the guy can go in, hold the center, do a bang-up job, that's it. Like, you're not expecting him to do some crazy goal line clearances or, like, spar with other strikers like Chiellini did. Like, Rugani is, like... He's literally just a warm body out there. He's a good backup. But his his salary might be a little bit obnoxious. His his salary is very high, which is, for being a fourth-string center back, just does does not sit well with a lot of Juventini. And then kind of like you were saying, he doesn't play bad in these big games. He really he, he doesn't play great, but he's not the guy who makes the mistake. He just makes the mistakes against the small games, the small tiered games where you look at your head like, what is going on? You're getting paid this much and you made that mistake against Spezia or, or Galliari or whoever we're playing over the years. Where you look at someone like Gatti, who's like the exact opposite. He'll go maybe play a really good game against a small team, but he's not ready for those those big games yet. It's, it's a really weird situation we have between those two defenders, and it just yeah. makes what's going on with Benucci even worse. I personally think Gatti's done at the end of the season. Like, I, I don't see him staying next season. Can somebody pull up uh, Serie A standings? We'll just go through it real quick, mention Freiburg, and I think I think, uh, I think we'll be done. This was, a, this was a fun episode. Anybody... Here we go. Damn, I can't see. All right, Napoli in first, 60, 68 points. Thank you. Uh, Inter in second, 58 points. Man, I would love to take Inter down a notch. If we can win that game against them, we'll be on uh, 41. They'll be, they'll, damn, they still got 50. Oh, man. Any of you guys agree with Allegri's words that Making Champions League with R minus fifteen would be like winning three Scudetti. 
he's not wrong i mean like nice the sort of thing you gotta (laughs) say like think about it guys like well it's not happening go ahead sam yeah so i'm sorry well no he's right it's the sort of thing he has to say he has to fire them up and it's not gonna happen uh unless we get the uh the points reversed which it looks like we 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 will i was just reading something about it like two hours ago um who knows the most about that i think we should sorry sam after that we should dedicate a couple minutes to the news that came that came out I won't proclaim to know the most about it. If any, I could I could divert it to someone else, no problem. But I would just say the reason I like to be saying this is because there's a real chance that we do. You know, I mean, we we have a we the clearest opportunity to get into the Champions League is through the Europa League, and I think he's saying if we do that, then that would be that would be awesome because of the adversity they've had to take on. I mean, he's just doing what he's got to do and try to you know motivate the troops. That's what he's doing as a good general should. Because if you look at the table right now, obviously the points will probably get reversed. The Federation's incompetent. But based on how things are right now, it's, it'll be insane for us to get into the top four, right? Assuming that there is no reversal of the points. So in that sense, he's not wrong. So given that our backs are up against the wall in that sense, to go toe-to-toe with some of the other you know stronger sides in Europe, because you know the Europa League does have a couple of really decent competitors at the moment, and to win, I mean, yeah, it would be nuts. I don't even think we'll do it. But if we, so if we did, it would, be, it, would, it would mean a lot. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, get I think a, we get can a get to the final. Monkey off our back in Europe. Um, you know, of course, we could make it anyway yeah, if we get I, the points reversed, which it looks like we will. But it, it's it's the looming uh, kind of second thing, uh, second case that that's going to make or break everything here. Yep. Because so, even if the 15 points gets reversed, right, it just came out today again that UEFA is working with the Torino prosecutor on the uh, the salary payments and, and what happened during COVID. And I think the 15 points can certainly get erased is and i think that's what we're expecting um, or the penalty getting erased rather but we're going to get hit with something at the end of the season that, so, that's going to take all that away it's a question of when that'll be too. Involved, even if we win the europa league and get potentially uh put into pot a for the champions league they could take that all away the pu- the punishment could come Damn, in, Kevin, in De- who invited debbie downer here but, but <laughs> he's not wrong but the punishment could come in september that's the point so yeah. the, tra- the competition could have already started that's what's weird no one knows what the hell's going on that's you know that's yeah. why it's like you kind of just have to uh, take it as things stand and it's a real exercise in in compartmentalizing and and, and being stoic and, and and being present it's it's probably not easy yeah, and, and the thing is, when, when it comes down to everything, so like, for example, this entire investigation, this whole thing, Syria botched it. FIGC absolutely botched it, and they tried covering it up, and then now they got caught with their pants down. So with the, the TAR, uh, essentially what happened was FIGC apparently had a 60-day window uh, for an investigation, 30 days to file complaints, 60 days for an investigation. And they lied about the day that they started it. So originally, they started it in April, or as in this current, the reason why we have the minus 15, they said they started in October. So they tried covering that up, allegedly, because you know nothing's confirmed yet. So we have to use that word, as uh, our good friend Adam Digby once taught us. Um, so allegedly... And, and this is why I hate the media, because they try to twist it against Juve. They're trying to say, oh, Juve is now getting off because of a technicality, not because that they did nothing wrong. And again, you can't dictate the value of a player. A league cannot dictate how much a player is. And mind you guys, FIGC used freaking transfer market 
for the basis of their investigation, which is run by a German media guy that says, I just do it for shits and giggles. Like, I have no... Some dude in Germany runs yeah. it, essentially. This is insane. And everyone knows that you always overpay the transfer marked values. I mean, please, if we were doing that, I mean, fuck, all the transfers that have gone on in England over the last yeah. five years would... The last five, six years, I mean, they, they would, you know, they'd be... They'd be they, they well, would let people favorite. in jail by that standard. It's, it's, exactly. You know. and, my, and my favorite is Lotito, uh, Lazio's owner. He said this. He's like, dude, like everybody does that. They always inflate their values. He's like, if Juve asks for a player, I'm jacking the hell out of it. Same thing with Sassuolo. Um, Sassuolo's owner and president said this. He's like, hey, man, if Fiorentina asks me for Fratese, I say one price. If Juve comes in for Fratese, I jack it up. Um, the thing is, is like, and for some reason, the big, the big hula on this is the whole Pjanic Artur deal. Look, hey, Juve said this is the prize. Barcelona's like, all right, cool, and that's that's kind of how it went down. So, like, the thing is, is like, it's stupid because they did it for an issue of what a person's value is. But the funny thing about this, the whole shenanigans of this, is now apparently Coney is delaying their. Uh, they have about a month to give their. Uh, ruling on this, which ironically, it took Serie A five hours to take 15 points from us, uh, even though originally it was supposed to be nine, but they swapped it to 15. Uh, but the thing is, is so the salary maneuvers that everyone's kind of worried about. So it's more on the financial sector. Um, that's going to be, again, probably a fine, a substantial fine, and then a possible transfer ban. That's usually what that is. It isn't like, for example, relegation where they send you to Serie B, and if they I'll do take that. points... It's it's one to two points. It's not thirty or forty. If that is thirty or forty, then we all know it's just Syria being a bunch of you know cowards yeah. that they are. But like the thing is, is like personally, I don't really care about a transfer ban because it's like who are we gonna buy anyways? We're broke. Like that actually be good in our youth in yeah, our youth sector. Yeah, and, and Chelsea. And here's the funny thing: because Chelsea had a transfer ban, they use their youth sector won the Champions League with Thomas Tuchel. So like, not even mad about it. But yeah, it's just the thing is for me, it's it's the transparency and then also the card that uh, Paratishi and Kirobini's lawyers received from Syria from uh, from Gravina had a bunch of other teams that were being investigated for the same thing, found the same correlations, and then apparently they didn't get charged for it, but we did. So it's just it's apparently apparently our name wasn't even on that list. Exactly. Allegedly. Allegedly. We weren't even on the list of people that were, you know. By law, everyone has to say allegedly. I'm not. I'm not talking to any lawyers. I talked to Juve lawyers once when we had to change the, the name Juve Podcast to Turin Giants. I'm not doing that again. Allegedly. Allegedly. So again, all this is you know allegedness, speculation. We're not lawyers. We're not giving legal advice. Again, we're just kind of commenting on stuff that we've seen on the news and just giving our spins on it. So again, do not take us for legal advice. If you quote us on a podcast or whatever, just letting you guys know. Kevin looks like he could be a lawyer. <laughs> he, he looks like he would be protecting Lucas. I sell software. He <laughs> <laughs> <You> sells software. <laughs> Oh man, awesome! Well, Dash, thank you so much for that. I know it's basically. It's I mean, like, we could sum this up and say there's no case. Sorry, no case. sorry for Adam, if I interrupted you there. I think you, you were chopping out <clears> on our end again. But yeah, I I just realized you were speaking as I was already. The words were already coming out of my mouth. But, but basically, like, no it's worries. being concluded that there was like no case. That's kind of like what's come out today. Like it doesn't look like there's any case that's getting reversed. It seems that if. Um, you know, due process is followed. What'll happen is it'll get reversed, and then we'll have the other shit to worry about. 
which is hitting the fan. Can you imagine the reaction if, if the 15 points are given back to us? Somebody said 15 points for emotional damage also, so give us 30 yeah. back. Well, <laughs> you know, and, that, and that's the funny thing about that is because, like, you'd think it's 15 points, but we actually lost a lot more. Momentum. Because, like, for example... We weren't winning momentum. the title anyway, though, but now we have an out. Now we have an excuse, which is great. And we can say yeah, it's <laughs> relevant. No but, no, but it's true. You can say yeah, it, it is. You, you, could, you could play that card all the time now in arguments. Ah oh, well, you know it was it was close. And and what Speaking does that of, say about Inter, Lazio, Rome, Atalanta? If in after they're saying like after Palm Sunday, whatever, we'll get it back. If in a month from now we're in second, we're having arguably one of the you know according to them the, one of the worst seasons we ever had in history, and we're getting dogged on the whole season. And then next thing you know, we're in second. So what does that say about your teams of Lazio, Milan, Inter? And you have a team like Napoli who have an, arguably their best season in history, and they're in first. So it's like congrats to congrats to them. Like we can't get too upset with a team like that is having a season like that. There's been a lot of parity that one team's been above the rest, you know? I mean, you have to kind of just stand up yeah. and applaud Napoli for having the season they did. You do. I mean, uh, with, with, of course, with, with of course. the intelligent transfers they've they've done. You know, or, or, or engaged in. It's a weird way of wording it. Speaking and of, a couple of players they brought in in the summer. It was, it was excellent. Amazing. Um, yeah. So, you know, kudos. And how wild is it after Maradona passes that Argentina wins the World Cup and Napoli's about to win Syria? Yeah. It's yeah. pretty well, wild. Well, it's good, 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 good for them, you know? Um, Don't do drugs. They, <laughs> or, or how crazy it is. Or do and become an icon. You know? <laughs> and they get rid of I mean, Koulibaly drugs, and Insigne. Yeah. If you like him too much. And it's yeah, Insigne is now living in, in in North York and Koulibaly doesn't play at Chelsea. It's funny. It's funny how it works. It's, uh, it's odd. Mertens too. It's crazy. They got rid of that whole core. It's almost like they weren't. They just weren't good enough. They were good, but it's like they weren't. And, and it's, it's a little harsh to say, but in hindsight, like they could never. They, they never put it together. They were just – they were lovable – um, you know, they were very good in their own right for, you know, for what they brought. But fuck, they came close, man, a couple times. It was a really good team they had under Saturday that one year, as we alluded to earlier on the pod. You sound almost upset. No, it's just, it's just, it's, I'm not. No, it's just, it's, it's, <laughs> it's just, just we're having... like you think about it, Hamsik, all the guys they had over the years. And it's like, they couldn't do it with them. They brought in a bunch of new guys and they did it that way. You know, with not without a Neapolitan in the some, team, not a single guy from that they, youth team is in the side right now. None. You know, had some, the number, had some the number players, of Neo, the number of Neapolitan football talent that exists. None of them. Really? Yeah. None of the. I thought none of them. I thought Di Lorenzo was Neapolitan. No, no, he's from Tuscany. Really? What about uh, Meret? No, Udine. Really? Yeah. I think. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that. Zero. That's nuts. None. none. Napoli. Mm -hmm. Napoli, are, to me, remind me of what Juve were. You know, Juve, their Champions League run, where they had two runs to the finals and they only lost to, like, arguably the best Barca and best Real Madrid sides in Champions League history. And then you have Napoli, who are only in second place to Juve's 100-point season or whatever. Like, Juve are breaking records, and it's you got to clap for them, too. And then, what, they don't win it? So it's like they have that same experience we did after Cardiff, where it's like we were not the same team after Cardiff in the Champions League. Like there was this fear, there was this doubt, depression, whatever it was. And that's what Napoli had with Mertens, Koulibaly, and Signe, some of these old guard. That once they left, that like burden and that cloud was over. You bring in Spalletti, same thing. He's he's the type of coach. He had that cloud over his head for the last 15 years. And now he's in a new, fresh place. And what do they do? 
they, they, they go on this uh, beautiful run and we just hope right. to see it with our club when we get rid of some of this old my, guard my, as well my my only concern with napoli is how sustainable is it because like for example to me and, and you know you can call this crazy but my comparison to napoli is like the 15 16 lester where they just played an up-tempo football or like Ranieri went in there and they were just paint. It was it was probably like I had never watched a Premier League team until I started following that Leicester City team that year because that everyone it was, was so entertaining. Them. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it was it was so fun to watch those guys and that's kind of how like Napoli is. But like for me, my biggest concern is you hear Victor Oisiman say in an interview saying, "Oh, I can't wait to go move to the Premier League and play over there." And I'm like, "Dude, really?" Like, like for me, that's and that's a failure on Serie A's part. But like my concern is that like for example. Karitzvelia, Oisiman, you know, the second this season's over, De Laurentiis is like, all right, time to cash out. Because he's that kind of guy. And like, he'll, you blame, wave... he'll blame it on the player. Yeah, you wonder You yeah. wonder if, like, there'll be so much goodwill that he won't even bother throwing them under the bus he's done in the past with other players. Probably not. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's tough, yeah. It's tough to stay at Napoli. It, it really is. But you never know, like – they could it's a beautiful city and if they fall in love with it it does like it, it's a city that does suck in suck you in like you know with the sirens and shit but you're you're just not going to make the same money you're not going to make the same fucking yeah. money as you will if you go to yeah. you know if you go to arsenal or wherever um you know but who knows what if they win the double what if they win the champions league somehow and and, and win the city as well you know uh, who the hell knows i mean but maybe may, may, again then you could just it's easier to then say, oh, well, you know, we've done everything there is. We're immortal here. I'm out. I'm going to get paid now. So, um, yeah, right. I, I, I don't disagree with you. You have a hard time imagining how there will be another Maradona. You know, Kvaracchkeli is going to be one of the best players in the world, and he's going to fucking choose to keep playing at Napoli. It's like, okay, that, that, that's it's, – it, it's, it's, it's a miracle what, what happened then, 30 years ago. Imagine now with the money that's in football now. Which Maradona was just a weird yeah. guy. He was just a weird egg. He was just a crazy, like, get a criminal mind. And he's like, I love this criminal city. I I, I feel at home. <laughs> no, but that's what he would say. You know, basically. I mean, he, he said it in, in, you know, not in those that's why you words, love it. but that was kind of the implication. Sure, yeah. That's well, well, why they loved him, you know, because he was because he embraced right, them for who they um, were. All right, boys. A couple of words about Freiburg. Any... Are we? Are we scared? We're gonna. Are we, are we going there? If we're gonna win. Kevin, are you going? Yeah, if we don't win, it's a disaster. Uh, I, I signed up for tickets, but it's it's. Uh, if you have season tickets, you can enter a lottery, but no, didn't get them. That no, they're they're that, petty. I mean, they're petty with, with what happened to us. They're not gonna allow that many away fans in there. It's just no. the UEFA rules, though. They're getting upset that, by a European standard. So whatever, yeah. let's yeah. be mad. Dave and Dash, do and anybody else can comment. It's just. Do, do we have a confirmation of who's injured and who's not going to be there just yet? Because uh, I haven't seen anything just yet. We, we a have a couple. Uh, we have a couple uh, that got released this morning. Um, Pogba obviously is out. Yeah. Uh, Di Maria is working towards it. Um, he is 50-50 right now. Uh, Chiesa is 70% out, 30% in. Uh, he is still doing individual work, so Chiesa will not be there for Freiburg. Uh, Benucci is a 100% scratch. He is out for Freiburg. Uh, Rugani oh, will God. probably be starting. It will be Danilo on the left, Rugani in the middle, Bremer on the right in the back three. Uh, the youngsters are 100% good to go. Moretti, uh, Fagioli, they're good. Um, I think it's going to be Rabiot, Locatelli, and Fagioli that start in the midfield, uh, flanked by Kostic and Quadrado. Uh, again, the top is going to be the interesting thing because – 
is it going to be Di Maria or Moretti? But uh, if anything, Dusan's got to find his shoes, man. Uh, that's probably the most important thing. If we still that. have Keen as that option as yeah, well. We what do, about, we do. He's not suspended. <laughs> yeah. Is Milik good or no? No, no Milik. No. Milik okay. is doubt. He is out for Freiburg, but yeah. hopeful for Inter. There's a lot oh, of so maybes with uh, like Chiesa. Uh, who's the other one? It wasn't Pogba's 20 Pogba's, to 30 days now. Yeah, it's Chiesa Di Maria. Those are Di the, Maria, yeah, those were the two iffies. Those are the two questionables. Yeah. What, do we have uh, any word on Kyle George? No. He's, <laughs> he's, he's done. The second he – because the thing is for him is uh, uh, Kyle George has a patellar tendon tear wow, that he suffered from. I forgot about year. that guy. Wow. Yeah, so <laughs> that wow. holy crap! I, I haven't heard that name in forget. a long time. No, I, so I, Kyle... I, 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 I heard his name months ago. I was like, "Wow, I forgot about him," and I just forgot about him again. And I'm having the same reaction, but it's even more. <laughs> it's compounded now because it's that's, the second time it's happened. Yeah, that's Jay Medical for you. Well, so Kyle George's injury is one of the few uh, that is classified as a high career ending injury because he tore his patellar tendon um, because it's not his MCL, ACL or LCL. It's, you know, like the actual tendon that connects your kneecap. So he actually tore that in a next gen game. So he was playing in the next gen and tore it there. So he's gonna I, I hate to say this and i don't know if anyone here is a Kyle george fan but he's probably <laughs> gonna get the marco i know you're being funny and you've done a good job i'm laughing it's it's good Thank has you. anyone has anyone seen him play ever no he's only played a couple of minutes at the beginning of the season last well, season like if you saw him like run if you saw him minutes. run and you didn't hear the announcer announce him and you didn't see his haircut and it, like his, his face and his number would you recognize his strut like no nope. no i don't care how many is it, I've, I've, seen funny? A, I've seen a colosimo video i was gonna I, say i, I don't care strut. how many highlight videos you've seen of him you still won't recognize him <laughs> you, you can shoot yeah, him in the, shoot him in the back of the head it's over take him to the barn and, and <laughs> Oh you know, Sam Sam's 100% on it. He's he's pretty much done. He's probably going to get the Marco Piazza treatment where while he's on contract Damn, with us, sucks. he's just going to get shipped around. If if he's somehow aside, if he's somehow sucks, able yeah. to re, like regenerate himself through the next gen because he's still young. He's not I think he's 21, almost 21 years old, 20 or 21 years old. He's still fairly young. So I if he comes back, he goes to next gen if he doesn't get sent out because I just don't see him. I don't did, see this, did this happen recently? No, it's over a year it's ago. Over a year. It's over a year ago. No new, so a patellar so tendon. <laughs> yeah, so a patellar tendon injury again. It's one of the hardest <clears throat> injuries to come back from, because the thing is, is like you know your Achilles is connected to your calf muscle, et cetera, et cetera, and then like you could restitch, you know, knee injury. Because the thing is, like for example, your knee with your ACL, your MCL, and your P and your LCL. It's heavily dependent on your quads and your hamstrings, even though they're not connected to those muscle groups. If you're able to physically train your quads, your hamstrings, et cetera, you can mitigate your chance for re-injury. Again, shout out to uh, back on track with K's on Amazon Prime. Um, with a patellar injury, that's just keeping your bones together. It's not really, you know, implied on a muscle. So rehabbing that is extremely difficult. It takes over a year to come back from that hence why kyle george has been out for over a year and you know no sign of him coming back which again 
this constituates as a career ending injury. What was the over under on coming into this podcast that Kyle George was going to get three minutes of airtime? <laughs> Uh, zero. That's, that's most he's gotten in a zero point one. I'm a I'm a fan, so I I would have said it would have been um, a few minutes. Yeah. He's got such a good name Kevin, what, to be an anonymous are, cult figure Ke- because it's not like it's Kyle not George. Yeah. George, something about Caio George, something about a Portuguese name. There was a Portuguese manager named George Jesus who managed Benfica and um, Sporting Lisbon. I don't know. There's something about there's something about a Portuguese name that just sounds tragic. Kevin, George, Jesus. Kevin, what was the over? What well, where were the chances Dash would use the word hence why in the in this podcast? <laughs> you 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 cut out there, man. Oh, Did anybody man. hear what was Never what mind. was the joke? I, I said so, what so were the chances me, Dash might forget it. I was just That's gonna say for me while Jafar had is defeated. It's over. Oh gosh. <laughs> we broken him. Influenza. We we messed up with Haaland really bad, right? So when we were talking about bringing in a new big-time youngster and we were looking at Julian Alvarez and Kyle Jorge and City got Alvarez and we got Jorge and then it just fueled it even more. I wanted Jorge, Jorge to succeed because Alvarez is now becoming an icon in City and it's like we could have gotten him, and but we've screwed up yeah. again on a – on a striker youngster it's tough man it's it's tough especially like for example the time who we had for coaches at that time like for example i blame because the thing is we could have got haland but sorry vetoed that move in a sense because he brought higuain back higuain was the number nine and holland's like well i don't have playing time so why would i go to you guys instead of dortmund where i become the guy play next gen we're we're gonna get we're gonna bring holland and play next gen. yeah dash i want you to i sent you a link in the uh, the chat here let's wrap on this i know we i know farhad wants to wrap this year but this is incredible i was just looking up kyle george i want you to pull up this article and i want you to highlight the second paragraph okay i'll read it out loud obviously everyone could read it but here we go. Zoom in. I mean, listen to how they describe this in, in such unnecessary detail. Just the fact that this happened in the third tier. The 20-year-old forward suffered a patella tendon rupture in the 27th minute of the, Bian- of the Bianconetti U23s clash with Pro Patria back in February, leaving the pitch on a stretcher in tears. Caio George <laughs> has been sidelined ever since, slowly working on his corrupt, whatever. He's been sidelined like ever since. That he is. He's been side, and he's been never, he's never been heard of again. I just love how they describe him. He was in the 27th minute. Until he's been sighted at the Christmas dinner. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, he's been sighted at the Christmas wearing dinner. A black, wearing a black, what is he at the Oscars? Wearing a black fucking Hermano Cervino turtleneck. <laughs> Who are you wearing? <laughs> Also, How, also hey, if you go back to his, if you go back to his injuries, he had influenza for like a day. <laughs> yeah, dude, transfer is that precise. He was seen at the <laughs> I Christmas can't dinner. This is not a violation of some sort. Ah, uh, bro. Well, he he's on the first team. You give him the number twenty-one. You propped him up so much, and then like we haven't really been informed on his injury. Is he healthy? Progress. Is he playing? Like, has he played a match of football in no. in the last four months? No, no. No, now look, three fifty five no, plus twenty seven. At least yeah. you talk about his recovery. You give you give Chiesa a documentary. At least at least some something, some meat off the give ball. Give him a podcast. What's going hate, on with this, this man? But they probably took away his number. They're 21. saying he's back. They didn't even register. Him. They're saying he's back because now he's been out for lack of fitness. His injury is fitness. fitness. He is and a that fitness did change. Injury. Yeah. 
Yeah, they just had to rechange the injury thing. Because, look, it went from, okay, so Patellar ruptured. But he's very unfit. Yeah. He did start training too. too. Okay. Yeah. So So now we're going on six minutes on Kyle (laughs) Jordan. So so, so you you throw him at U23 and you give us Yeldez or Yeldez. There you go. Yeah. Yildiz is not for sale, baby. This is fun, guys. Yeah. Uh, Boys and girls, before we go on, I can't believe I haven't mentioned my awesome new hoodie. If you're on YouTube, please see this and let me know if you want me to release these. This is a the consensus among the uh, the panel was no. <laughs> Damn. But but the well, right idea, wrong execution. That was the consensus. Same image, just okay. don't like no more windows is what I'm saying. I just don't think you'll sell them as much. But this is nicer than some I've seen in the past. I feel bad. Like I feel like harsh telling you so. It, I, it works. It's all good. The color balance kind of works. I think you mm, check this out. Maybe, maybe, because it looks like a mug shot, so it looks better than other ones I've seen in the past. But it's it's one of it's those photos bad, that actually, if you know, you know. Now that I'm seeing it, I don't hate it as much. It looks like a bit of a mug shot, and it's got the principino underneath. I didn't see that before. It's kind of cool. With the with the with the font the same as the Sony, what if you could put with, his birthday the there too. Like no, I'm serious. I'm serious. Like, but then it w- but then it would be like a tribute photo yeah. of the a young kid we lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it does do look that. a little like that. Yeah, it looks a little like uh yeah, like like a guy who got shot in the hood and yeah, it's just <laughs> I was say, it's, it's, like a go, it's like a GoFundMe. Uh, yeah, it's like it's, it's it's like every it's like all the brothers turn up at the funeral wearing that thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Shout yeah, out to Marcus. Really. <laughs> on this, hey, look, on this amazing, amazing note. Marcus. <laughs> yeah, the Marcus, yeah. It's, have a have a have a sticker on the back of a truck with it with the you know with the dates i want to be harsh i think you you you, you you definitely uh do something with it you've done it before it's a great it's a great picture i mean honestly i just wanted to see how these hoodies are that's kind of was the main idea i've gone from no to maybe i've gone from no to maybe let let the comment people in the comments let us know yes or no yeah Right? Oh my Thank God, you. That's, yeah. that's the yeah. attitude. That's hey, Kevin. You I gotta be honest. If if someone asks you, "Hey, are are you missing your child?" You have to let us know. It's an old they, picture they too. Like, oh, no, no, I, this is my brother. Yeah, we. This is from 1989. <laughs> they oh, they offer Kevin their condolences. Yeah. Oh my goodness, but. I will send you one. Thank you. I, and I, I, I think I'm due for a new sweater for you. Um, thank you, guys. Kevin, I, I didn't need honesty. I just needed this. You see, Sam, that's how you do it. That's fair. <clears throat> I'm just kidding. I did ask for an honest opinion, but kind of hurt. Boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. This was, uh, this was the longest pot we've done in a long, long while. Um, Take care of a couple of things of business here. Um, TwinGiants.com. Type in 211 at checkout. Receive your awesome discount. If you want this hoodie, let me know. Uh, Dave and Dash, they will be very busy next few days. Game against Freiburg. Game against Inter. I'll be working that day, goddammit. But I think we can do a podcast on Monday after, after Inter. Kevin, I hope it's not that long until you come back to see us 
please do. You're welcome anytime. Absolutely. Dash, Dave, Sam, I love you. I love you like a little brother I never had, man. I We, we get into our beefs, but I Thank love you, you, you know that. I view you as more of an uncle. Lucas? Sure, I'll, 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 take, I'll take it. Oh, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you? And, and have you heard him talk about his uncles no. on his podcast? <laughs> I'm... I'm yeah I'm the uncle that refuses to get old. I'm like trying to hit, trying to be hip with my with my nephews and nieces. Uh I'm the Steve Buscemi staring wearing hoodies and yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? The youth? Yeah, I, I've anyway. seen it. Oh, by the way, before, before we wrap, how, how's the pod doing in Montreal? For a time, it was like one of the top cities. Uh, you, you called it the Sam effect. How are we doing in Montreal? Is it still like, a, is there still like a... Court? Not good. You got you to get okay. back out there, man. You got well, well, to do, <laughs> do door to door. Well, if you are in Montreal and you're listening to this, I have another thing to plug. I don't want to be annoying here, but but it's actually it's actually be fun. It's 20 bucks. Uh, Easter weekend, the day before um, the day before Good Friday, it's Thursday, April 6th. Uh, Jen Aletti and I are doing a live pod, part of like a comedy festival going on. It's gonna be fun. Oh, it's gonna awesome. be a live pod, small intimate room. If you want to come by, it'll be uh, no, it'll be jokes. We'll uh, we'll talk about uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about you know I've, the, uh, the the Rondo I've thought about doing this. Pods, a concert that's happening the next day in Montreal, and who's probably gonna be attending, and and we'll start. Yeah, I don't know. We'll uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll make fun of yeah, we'll I make fun it. of the women that are gonna be trying to like groupie them and shit. I don't know. It'll be yeah. I got a. <laughs> <laughs> a quick quick plug as well you know if, uh, fish oh, dinner italian american club Lucas show okay go ahead <laughs> you guys need a little bacala they, they, i think they got it over at the italian american club in, in livonia if you guys need a little bacala on your friday a little bit of fish bobby bacala <laughs> what, what are these towns you guys are naming you've, you've named a million towns i've never heard of before well, he's talking montreal so i'll talk about another italian american hub we got livonia michigan Go there, get some uh, Italian bacala and smelt or something. I don't know. We got to get, a, we gotta get our, Farhad, we got to get our agent, man. We got to start talking with all these uh, advertisings. We got to get some money off of this. We need to yeah, monetize it. Yeah, man. There. Sam needs to be paying us all this, all this promotion <laughs> for free here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, Sam. You're all, you're, you're I, always I thought we were, bro- I thought we were brothers. I don't know. Hey, hey man. He's the next, nephew. Next time no, I'm no, 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 bro- no, brothers. What I never said. I never claimed to be his nephew. Brothers. What are you talking about? Come on, Farhad. We're we're cool. Any we any other any other comedy are. shows? Are you on Letterman? Are you on uh, anything else? You need to plug before we say goodbye. Oh, no, I, think that, I think that's I think that's more than enough. But, if you want to hear me talk about North Korean penises at the Comedy Nest tonight in Montreal oh, for for five God. minutes, I'm working on a working on that part of my act. So. Yeah, I don't know. That's about it. I make fun of Sam, but it, it takes it takes it takes some courage to get up there and, and do stand up. I wish you nothing but luck, my brother. Oh, well, thanks, bro. Boys and girls, thank you again. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I think you just just I think we just cut it. Episode two eleven. Thank you all for joining us. Always check on your friends. Always stay hydrated and always sports to you. Your music. <laughs>